golfers. What's up? What's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Chasing Your Best. This podcast is and always will be dedicated to the golf learning curve. My name is Tim Connor. I'm a PGA member and golf coach out of the Pacific Northwest, and I'm here to help you with your golf journey. But I'm here not to feed you any bullshit. I want to feed it to you straight. I want to talk about skills and drills and things that you can do to build sustainable progress over time. Building golf skills is not a quick fix game. It's a game that is refined over time. It doesn't happen overnight. But with the right course of action, you can certainly get to where you want to be. Just have the Mike Ryan's mindset, put the work in the right places, and hustle every day towards your golfing goals. Today, I want to talk to you about a specific topic, but I think even if this isn't something you struggle with, I think it's something you can take out of this. This is ball striking, but this today's subject is why the heck do you shank the golf ball? Now, shanking it is a specific problem. It's a specific pain point. But the fundamentals that go with not shanking it are like the fundamentals of a quality ball striker. So even if you don't shank the golf ball, hang with me because I think you'll pick up a thing or two. So let's talk about shanking the golf ball. Shanking the golf ball, isn't that word sound kind of dirty to say? Shanking the golf ball. And I'm going to say it a lot today. So it feels a little, uh, you know, you're not supposed to really say that word on public. But shanking the golf ball, shanking the golf ball, Let's just put that on repeat. But for real, shanking the golf ball is a product of one thing and one thing only. Well, I shouldn't say that. Two things. You can heel shank the ball, which is most common, and you can toe shank the golf ball. Let's address them both under the same bucket, but understand that most commonly, like 98% of shanks are heel shanks, meaning you hit it off the inside of the club closest to the shaft. And for that reason, your ball dribbles off to the right or it doesn't go airborne. I'll tell you that a lot of people think that they shank the golf ball when they actually, a lot of people think that they top the golf ball when they actually shank it. So there's some confusion there because a lot of people think, oh, I picked my head up or I topped it, but they actually shanked it. Chances are if your ball didn't go airborne, it's most likely attributed to a shank. So the only reason you can you can hit that shot is your club has moved outward. So wherever you started it, it's moved outward. So we're going to dive into, this is a greater story here, but just know that fundamentally, this is what happens to lead to your shot on the inside of the club. Your club started somewhere and then it moved outward. This is a reflection of how you started. Now you could start with your arms hanging close to you or your arms hanging far away, or ideally your arms hanging under your shoulders. We want to settle in that ideal position. You can also start with your arms close to you or your arms further from you, and you can avoid hitting that dreaded golf shot. Just know that typically posture is not going to immediately fix that shot, but it will set you up for success later down the road. So I do, I am a big fan of setting yourself up for success, but also understanding the skills and drills that go in behind the work. Now you're going to hear a lot of people say, oh, you shank it because your club face is open or you shank it because your path is outside in. And here's the, here's, I'm going to kick it real, real with you for a second. I'm not trying to ruffle your feathers, but you can swing it outside in. You can swing it with an open face and you can still hit the sweet spot. A shank is a direct byproduct of your club moving away from you. Now, like I say that and I repeat that because that is the only reason you shank the golf ball. The other attributes are things that can lead to making shanks more possible, meaning that if your club face is open or your swing path is outside in, 
it's making it more possible for you to shank the golf ball and we're limiting the exposure of the sweet spot. But at the end of the day, it really boils down to your clubs moving away from you. But I want you to do this when you have a minute and I want you to get a club out and I want you to open it. And then I want you to swing outside in. And what I want you, when you do that, I want you to recognize how much the heel is leading. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to hit the heel, but we're exposing much more of the heel when we do those things. So having an outside in swing path, having an open club face, those things lead to more S words. Shanks, we've already said it. Both of those things lead to more terrible contact. We can still hit it on the middle of the club face. So what does that mean? That means in its most fancy description, hitting a shank is about hand-eye coordination. You can change your results by learning to use your club differently. Set up three golf balls, one on the outside, one on the inside, and one in the middle. Set them four inches apart. You can hit all of those, all of those golf balls without moving your feet. You can do it, and it's actually a good way to build hand-eye coordination. Hand-eye coordination is a skill we all too often don't talk about much in golf, but it truly is a skill. When you watch a great player play, they've got a lot of hand-eye coordination. And if, you, if they go play ping pong, chances are they're decent at it because they have hand-eye coordination. If they go play tennis, chances are they're not going to whiff very often because they have hand-eye coordination. Hand-eye coordination, there's really no steps to, to cheat it. You just have to understand where your club is moving in space. Is it coming through too far inside, too far outside? And then just continue to dial in your variables. I really like using like uh, Dr. Scholl's foot spray on your club to identify where you're hitting it on the club face, as well as club face tape. Those are both two really good options to identify where you're hitting it on the club face. So let's talk about fixing it. I kind of talked about the why, but I haven't talked about how to fix it. The first most important thing I'll always have someone try to do is identify, say, hey, you're hitting it on the heel. Let's try to hit it on the toe. Let's see what you do. Can you hit it on the toe? Can we measure that? Can we use Dr. Scholl's and see let, what, what are the variables we need to play with until we hit it on the toe? A lot of players, as they're going to do that, you're going to see them move away from the golf ball in an effort to move their setup. But the setup is not, generally speaking, not the root cause of why it happens. The root cause is a hand path that swings too far away from your body, meaning your arms and your hands swing away from your body. And when it does that, it moves the sweet spot away from your body and into the heel of the club. Some of the very best ball strikers, and particularly I'll give you a little bit of homework here. Look, go look at a Jim Fierk golf swing. Go look at a Sergio Garcia golf swing. Go look at a Rory McIlroy golf swing. Go look at a Suzanne Pedersen golf swing and just watch how their hands work through the hit. You're going to see that their arms and their hands are very, very tight to their body as their body rotates through the hitting area. This is a fundamental of some of the best hitters in the world, and we don't talk about hand path all that often. The players that hit it the straightest, they have very tight hand paths that are supported by contact points on their body. So when they're hitting it, their arms are kind of pinned to their body so they can really rotate around their body and maintain stability through the club head, keep their club head relatively square to their swing path and hit the center of the club face more often. Now, there are a variety of things that can make it easier for you to hit the middle of the club face, but it's not necessarily going to fix it. For example, having a swing path that is square or a couple degrees inside out, Having a club face that's square to that swing path. As you do those two things, as you square those things up, you're maximizing the amount of effective club face you get to use. And the more effective club face you get to use, the higher percentage chance of you hitting the middle of the club face. Now, some of you are just listening to this and this is going over your head and I get it. But try to listen to this podcast again and put yourself in some of these positions. Watch how it impacts your club face. Watch how your club face works through the hitting area. Swing really slow and do what you're naturally used to doing and see where your arms swing. 
I bet they swing away from your body more than they should. I bet the arms are, I bet the club face is more open than it should be. I bet the club head is also traveling slightly outside in. All of these things I spoke to you about are fundamentals of great hitters and great ball strikers. I want you to think of these things as fundamentals that you want to build, but also just a general awareness and hand-eye coordination. Those are separate skills and separate buckets that we want to just build out. We want to practice with. Set three, four golf balls in a row and don't move your feet and hit each of them. Trust me, you can do it. And the better you get at doing it, the better you're going to get at playing golf because you're building a skill set that is hand-eye coordination. You're learning how to use your club. You're learning how to square your club face. You're learning how to maximize the sweet spot. Go buy some Dr. Scholl's foot spray. Spray it on your club face. See where you're hitting it. Where you're hitting it means everything. And your ability to hit the middle of the club face means everything. If you need, if, especially when it comes to hitting fairways. If you can't hit it near the middle of the club face consistently, you're going to get a skewed ball perspective. If you hit it way out on the toe, it tends to curve to the left or negate right spin. If you hit it on the heel, it tends to curve more to the right or negate left spin, meaning that you're not truly getting a reading on your ball flight unless you hit it near the middle of the club face, which is really what this podcast boils down to, giving you a few more tools to help you understand and hit it near the middle of the club face more often. That is definitely a skill set of an elite player and something we can all work towards being better. If you don't have anything to work on in your golf swing, get some Dr. Scholl's foot spray and go practice hitting the middle of the club face. Like That will never go out of style as long as you play golf. I can remember pitchers and clubs of great ball strikers and the best ball strikers, they're going to hit their irons about a dime on the club face. It's going to be about two to four grooves up off the bottom and horizontally side to side in the center. So a dime is really good. A quarter is something that I think we can all work towards. A 50 cent piece I would consider to be kind of that first barrier to, hey, if we can hit it like the size of a 50 cent piece, we can we can go play golf and we can get that ball airborne consistently and we can create predictable shot patterns. And it's just one of those things where we're just chiseling away over time. We're trying to hit it more, the, more near the middle more often. I want to close this podcast up with telling you to remember a shank is always a hand path problem. It's always your club is working too far away from your body and your arms are working too far away from your body. And as a byproduct, you're hitting it off the the inside of the club. Yes, potentially your club face is too far open. Yes, potentially you're swinging outside in, but even with an outside in swing path and an inside and an open club face, you can still hit it in the middle of the club face. There's just less exposure to do so. So your first homework is learn to hit it near the toe. Your second homework is learn to hit it near the middle. And then over time, just learning to hit the middle more often by creating a better swing path, by creating a more square club face and by creating more awareness for hand-eye coordination. I appreciate you all for hanging out for another podcast. I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week.